0: We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, he is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws
1: us, even if we don't realize it, to God.
2: Good morning, everybody, from our snowy and cold listening area. This is Chris Euler.
1: I'm Sammy Murtha.
2: And we are here at Aberdeen Roncalli High School from the Campus Ministry Center. And there is no one here. (laughs) There is no one here. We have a snow day. The students are all probably still sleeping, hopefully doing the homework I signed them all last week that was probably due today, but they figured we'd have a snow day, so they just skipped doing it. Uh, But we're here. Brave the cold.
1: It's definitely chilly out here. We... uh... Had to go over a couple of drifts on our way in, but not too bad. Got some hot coffee on our way in, and it's good, good stuff.
2: It is, it is something, it is something. I I always tell, I'm originally from Bismarck, and I always like to tease my wife whenever like storms hit and stuff, I'm like, I didn't move far enough south. (laughs) So.
1: I come from the south side of the state, and uh, people would always tell me that it was much colder up in Aberdeen, and I would kind of claim like, I'm from South Dakota, it's not colder, Mm -hmm. but. It's accurate. It is, in fact, colder.
2: It is. It is. I uh, I can definitely agree that it is not the warmest place on earth. So, as we begin, though, this morning, we definitely know that in our world there's a lot of things going on, a lot of things that we look at the news that uh, may confuse us, may hurt us as Christians, may desire us, or may cause us to desire a better way, which, of course, all Christians desire. And so, uh, this morning, as we look at all the situations going on around the world, in our country, Uh, and in a particular way, uh, what's going on in Eastern Europe right now, I know that's on the forefront of a lot of people's minds, Uh, we think it's fitting to begin this morning in prayer with a particular way, a particular intention uh, for peace in the world. So, Sammy, if you'd lead us this morning.
1: Absolutely. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, we ask that you bring peace to our hearts and peace to those all around us. We ask that you give us an ultimate trust in you, that we can turn to you and we can see that this world is not the end for us, but that we are called to eternity with you. There's joy in a place where there is no sorrow or suffering. We ask that you bring healing to those who are in need of it. You bring joy to those who are suffering, and especially to those who are in the Eastern Europe right now, those who are being deployed, their families, and everyone involved, Lord, we just ask that you bring peace and knowledge of you, Lord, that their hearts may be united to you in this difficult time. Amen. amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen.
2: Thank you, Sammy. So we definitely want to keep them in the forefront of our hearts and minds' prayers as we uh, go forward with our day today. I encourage you guys to offer something up. Uh, for peace and for, repar- for reparations, uh, as we Catholics believe that sumper- suffering is indeed redemptive. Mm-hmm. And as much as we don't want to suffer... I have to is- remind
1: myself of that about every day in prayer. <laughs> Amen to that.
2: Well, so, due to like, the weather going on here, we had some planned guests, but because of the weather, they were going to be in studio or going to be here in the office with us. And this just didn't work out, unfortunately, due to the the current state of the outdoors. So, Sammy, last time you were on the air with me, we talked about youth ministry, talked about Lumen Christi, talked about uh, the work going on here in the city of Aberdeen.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How's that going since you last talked?
1: Absolutely. So to kind of explain who I am, uh, I'm Sammy Murtha. I'm from Dimick, South Dakota. I am a Lumen Christie missionary for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Uh, I finished my junior year of college and then I took a year off to do ministry and then I'll go back to do my senior year of college next year. Um, but yeah, ministry has been going incredibly well. I, it's a brand new program, so obviously there's kinks that need to be worked out and we're, you know, starting off with brand new things and... Um, we're definitely testing the waters, which you can ask my teammates and I, one of my teammates across the room is making a face at me, so she's, <laughs> she's expressing that we've, we've, that suffering, the redemption that comes through suffering, we've definitely, um, encountered that. Um, but it's been a gift, um, it's a gift to enter into that. So basically our main ministry, we have two teams, uh, one of the teams is in Aberdeen, which is my team, and there's three of us, and then we have a team of two down in Del Rapid, St. Mary's, um in Del Rapids, (laughs) and they do similar things, but both teams kind of have a different aspect. We, um, our main focus for both teams is starting, like, book Bible studies with students, meeting for one-on-ones, evangelizing in the school, outreach, and just, like, entering into the daily lives of the students, uh, which has been so incredible. I- I kind of laugh because I didn't realize how much I would have loved just getting to live in the daily life of high schoolers. When you think of high school, you don't necessarily think you want that. But I think it's perfect because it's high school, but I don't have to go to class or take any tests. I just get to hang out with the (laughs) students. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's, Yeah. that's pretty sweet, actually. I can get behind that.
1: Now eating school lunches again, that's an experience, but
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. I mean I mean ours ours here are pretty good. You they're pretty know? good, they're making, pretty good. Right? I
1: want to install Ron Collier's. They're they're good. They, we
2: got a we got a good lunch program. So if you're <laughs> listening in the Aberdeen listening area and your children complain about lunches at the <clears throat> other schools, <clears throat> our lunches are uh, really good. And we have Jesus, so there's that. So okay, so now you know what they are, right? Sammy, is as you've evolved throughout the year and things have gone, like what have you what has been the most challenging part, I guess?
1: Absolutely. So, for me personally, I'd say like the most challenging part has just been um like continuing in that state of like motivation to encounter and outreach more. You can definitely get comfortable as you meet the students that you know, and you know, it's a small school, so you learn to know who people are and definitely in the culture of a small school, you can kind of hear the The rumors of who's who and this this and that and whatnot and it's it's hard to not let your immediate human reaction is to be like oh i'm not gonna like engage with this person because it'll be difficult to talk to them or Mm. they're not really open to it or these different things um so it's really hard to motivate yourself and to recognize like every single student who's at this school um is loved authentically by god and every teacher every staff member everyone so you're coming in with this aspect of you're not a regular staff member of Runcali. You're not a regular, um, you're not a student. You're not these things, you know, you are coming in with this aspect of sharing the gospel and Christ's love with every single person. So you kind of got to like shove your own personal opinions or your own like pride underneath you and just like step out boldly and Mm. allow yourself to be a little embarrassed, allow yourself to be a little uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, my teammates definitely know we've, we've had some (laughs) uncomfortable moments, Um, But it's actually really beautiful. Something that I just love about youth ministry is, you know, so many people these days, you know, they see kids on their phones all the time. And let me tell you, they are. Um, But you see this, like, media and stuff. And students actually really desire to be authentically known. And that's, like, the coolest thing about my job is to just sit down with students. And I see them having a hard day. And I can just look at a student and say, like, hey, like, how are you doing today? Like, is something up? And they almost immediately are like, I'd love to just talk about it. I don't Mm -hmm. have anyone to talk about it with. So we start talking about it. We pray together. Like, it's an incredible opportunity to just be there presently in the moment and love those students in the places that they're suffering and the places that, but also celebrate their joys with them, you know, go to their basketball games, um, watch their plays, their one acts, things like that. Celebrate the things that are beautiful that they do. Like, it's, it's so cool to, I had a student um, yesterday tell me that she just was, she loved the fact that, you know, when other missionary programs that she had, they'd come in for a day or a week and then they'd leave. And something that's really cool about the year-long missionaries is that they get to know us for a whole year. So, they see us in our humanity, right? They see our Monday mornings where we're not hmm. doing too hot. You know, they get to see us as humans. So, these people that they, you kind of put on a pedestal of like, oh, they're missionaries, they're holy, they know what they're doing. Like, they never have a bad day. Like, they get to see us have our bad days, which is actually... Um, beautiful, because mm-hmm. they get to see the humanity of what it is to love God. They get to see that suffering that is redemptive. So it's a huge, huge gift. I've um, been shocked at just the the naturalness that it comes to be a missionary, and it blends into all parts of my life. And now it's not really like, a, okay, I'm working today, and I'm not working today. Like, it's hard for me to not be outward and um, engaging with others.
2: All right. And I think like in our culture today, too, especially, like you said, something really and key and unique about like the students, like they just want to be known. And I think that's just like so true for so many people. Like, and it doesn't have to necessarily be like, like telling them like, Jesus loves you. Right. It doesn't have to be like that in depth conversation for someone to feel known right away. Right. Like I can think of numerous people in my life who, in my life who I, I have that conversation with about anything but Jesus but I see the response is knowing that like they're seen, mm-hmm. you know? And I like to think of like evangelization and missionary work is actually like modeling what like the cross looks like, right? It's got two beams, one horizontal, one vertical, you know? And as I look at the vertical nature of it, of course, that is up and down, right? Our view towards heaven, it guides us up. But then the horizontal nature of it is all those things that you and I live, that mm-hmm. we do like, NBA All-Star Game was this weekend. I don't care about the NBA All-Star Game at all. <laughs> in fact, I I just, I think it's strange. Anyway, uh, but my students, some of my students, they're 8th grade boys. They're all about the All-Star Game this weekend. So to be able to engage them in that, and so they're here, they're heard, right? To be able to engage them and say like, hey, who's your favorite player? Are you excited to watch the All-Star Game? What do you think about the dunk contest, right? <laughs> and then from there, it progresses. That's awesome. Yeah, but it's a challenge. It's a challenge for sure to be, especially, like, to engage those kids who you're like, yeah, they're really not into it.
1: And not to to give up, you Mm -hmm. know. You get one, like, moment where a student is not wanting to engage, like, to really, you have to your ministry has to be in response to where that student is. And it can't be just like, okay, I'm trying to like win over people to be a part of stuff. Like that's not what you're doing. Mm -hmm. What you're doing is you're looking at that person and you're loving their soul, authentically loving who they are and you're meeting them where they're at. And a lot of times that looks like just like asking them every day, like, hey, how are you doing? Or smiling around the hallway and, you know, their head might be down and you say like, hey, so-and-so, like good to see you today or how are you doing today like you could do that for several months and just Mm -hmm. let them know that they're known and seen you know they change something about their outfit they dye their hair a different color you're telling them like you see that you notice that because you know them and you're paying attention to them every single day and it's like you authentically want to know them and walk with them right even if you're never gonna have an an intentional conversation with them, you love them, and then you pray for them. Like mm-hmm. I, there's so many students who I've never ne- never had a conversation with at Roncalli, or around the state that I pray for every day, or you know several times a day when we do like our liturgy of the hours, we pray for our students. And there's particular students that come to mind for me, and they're students that I don't necessarily engage with, and that's because they they are also like that's, that's that love and generosity of Christ's heart. And it doesn't have to look like me sitting down with them and having some spectacular conversation where they like change their life for Christ. You know that actually happens very little amount yeah, of the time. <laughs> exactly, um, and it's that's okay. Actually, it keeps you in this beautiful place of receptivity to receive everything.
2: Right. I find it interesting too, with like within ministry and everything. I, one of the basic best examples I've ever had is from our head track coach and one of the religion teachers at the ele- elementary school. And I, I wish I, like since it's not on. Since we're not a television show, like, I can't show you what he does, but he always says, remember, we're just spreading seed. And he pretends to, like, in one arm, he pretends to be holding, like, a bag of seed. In the other hand, he, like, pretends to take scoops <laughs> and, like, chuck it, like, all over the place. And it's just so cool because I'm like, huh, like, that never really clicked, you know? But that example always rings true in my head of, like, you know, like, we're spreading seed and the seed hits the soil it may grow into something. It mm-hmm. may start a little bit and then wither away, but at least like there's something, mm-hmm. right. It's introducing it to the soil, yeah. which is such a, it's such a challenge for people in ministry when things are, th- or seeds are sown, things are spread and like nothing comes from it. But like, there's always something though that we have to be looking for, you know, cause like the risk of burnout is huge.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. And I've even, I recognize that as I work with different people in the church and things like that. And there's moments where there's kind of like this, there'll be like a fear that the enemy will place in my heart of like, oh, like you'll just get burned out or you'll get exhausted. And it really does, like, if you don't have that personal relationship with the Lord, if you're Mm. not praying every day, you will get exhausted. If you're not giving everything you do to the feet of Christ over and over again, like... Yeah, you will get burned out because the world is a difficult place. Um, The world is a hard place. And if you, you need to be renewed from the source of all goodness, and that's in relationship with Christ. So you got to spend time in adoration. You got to pray for your students. You got to have those moments where you're being formed and you're growing. Um, And that's like, that's the gift that it's going to be. If you never feel like you see any of those seeds grow, you can have this confidence because you can look at the cross and see the resurrection and you say, I know the end of the story. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Remember, stay, always pray today. All right, make, got to pray just to make it today. All (laughs) right. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break with a little bit more host
0: conversation. Stay with us. There's more real presence live to come on the real presence radio network.
1: Hi, I'm Carrie Du, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out
0: at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right, folks. Well, we are back after that short break
2: here, broadcasting live from Aberdeen Ron Roncalli High School, where there is no one here. <laughs> That's right. It is myself, Chris Euler, along with Sammy Murtha, Hello. Uh, and the other Lumen Christi missionaries who are just chillaxing here in the campus ministry room. For our boss uh,
1: is listening, they're working diligently. Yes, yes. <laughs>
2: yes, boss. They are working so hard. I do concur. I, uh, yes. And if, I, I don't think he probably is listening. No. Yeah. Should we? We could talk some mates <laughs> and stuff. Just. I'm kidding. Uh... He's really tall. And That's bald, a, and bald. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Did you say that on the air? <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, okay. But yeah, so we're back here. Uh, it is. Uh, we got a snow day here, so all of Aberdeen area schools are closed. Uh, but we brave the weather for the lovely listeners of Real Presence Radio. Now, Sammy, um, during the break, I floated something to you, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm a little scared, but we'll see what happens. Uh <laughs> Because, like I said before the break started, we were supposed to have some uh, a different guest here in studio, but because of the snow day, it just didn't work out. Uh, so we're coming up with some things on the fly. So, Sammy, uh, I would like to know what is on Sammy's mind.
1: What is on my mind today? That's it. No other. No other. Inf- Points on that? It's very, what's very on big. Sammy's what's mind? On mind? I'm
2: scared. I should, oh okay,
1: so actually what's on my mind this morning is I I slept in. I did not get up when the time that I wanted to get up. Which I was pretty frustrated with. <laughs> um, even though it's a snow day. So I, I've i been trying to train myself to be in routine. So this is what I'm going to talk about. Routine oh. and how it's good for you. You're going to like,
2: Ugh. I am so bad. So
1: I've started before Lent has started. So I have, I have some Lenten challenges that I'm going to start. But I'm starting them before Lent because I need to start forming habits. Because if I try to cold cut it right at the beginning of Lent, I'm going to f- crash and burn really fast. So... Something that well, I'm trying to... I mean,
2: to if you, you should crash and burn, though, on Ash Wednesday. It'd be perfect. No. <laughs> that was a dumb joke. Okay. That was a terrible joke. Very Thank dad you. joke of I'll you. Keep it, I'll keep it under wraps from here on out. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh,
1: but so I've been trying to go to bed eight and a half hours before I'm supposed to wake up. Which is hard, because you're looking at someone from college who was rocking like six hours. Mm-hmm. But I do eight and a half, because you know you don't fall asleep when you first lay down. So then it's when I actually get my eight hours. So that's my, that's my mode there. And then I'm trying to get up in the morning and pray my morning prayer in office before the day starts. So you can ask me today, I did not do that. <laughs> but I did it for four days straight, and I was pretty impressed with myself. But I did notice in the four days that I was doing that, I just, cause the thing that I noticed is I normally snooze button. And I realized that when I'm snoozing like every 10 minutes for like 40 minutes, right? When I'm snoozing so much, I actually like cause myself to be anxious because I'm not really sleeping. I'm just laying there being like, oh, my alarm's going to go off soon again. And then that alarm noise goes off, and that's the worst noise ever. <laughs> and you just listen to it, like, four more times. And I was like, it's actually a terrible thing to do to yourself. So today, it was funny because in the middle of doing it, I was like, this is awful. Just get out of bed. <laughs> like, I, like, knew that it was better. So I knew the goodness of what it was. not so that's what's on my mind today is, like, how... I just am like, oh, I know, like, what is it, uh, St. Peter Writes or St. Paul? It's, uh, I do the things that I don't want to do. Oh, it's Paul. Oh, it's Paul, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I don't do the things I want to do. That's me with waking up in the mornings. But I will try again tomorrow. Tomorrow's a new day. I'll get some accountability from my teammates.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, see, that's that's kind of uh that's, accountability is key, mm-hmm. but I can, I can definitely relate to that. Like, ever since I, I, started, I, went, I started going back to school last fall, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up at 6, I'm going to read, and so I can, like, during the day, I can just, like, be totally present when I get home from work to my kids, and then I'm like, wait, I have kids. <laughs> Planning to get up at 6 when only God knows when they wake up in the middle of the night is not good for me, because, like, oh, I, I totally relate. Because if they get, like, oh, Damien, my youngest one, if he gets up, like, three times in the middle of the night, that's, like, that's like an hour of sleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, mm, no. <laughs> but then, then I'm the dummy who's still got a snooze button still. Yep. So, yeah, you're right. Uh,
1: so that's my challenge for you. Give not, it up for Lent. Give not, up your snooze uh, button for Lent.
2: And now I'm going to, I've never thought about the anxiety part, though.
1: Yeah, it causes you, it starts your morning off wrong because you're anxious when you get out of bed right away.
2: Wow. Now I'm going to think about that next time I alarm. Go no, ahead. I wonder
1: if there's like a study on this. I'll look into it. A study?
2: That would be interesting. I'm
1: not the kind of person who would do a study, but I'll no. I'll look on some research. No. Uh, I did a study once Should have given college. it to someone for their science fair project. Yes. Darn oh, it.
2: Should have well, given it to one of the students. It, it, we can always... Next year. <laughs> next year.
1: <laughs> next year suggestions. I don't know if you really want to test people first thing when they wake up in the morning. No, <laughs> well,
2: I did... That, that, I, ha, I was a test dummy in college for AT students. Oh. Uh There is a study. We have been confirmed by our fact checkers that there is a study... Wow. About snooze buttons. There you go. Thank Our fact you.
1: checkers on Google
2: over on there. On Google. There All you right. go. But I was a test dummy in college when I was a sophomore or junior. I can't remember. Sophomore or junior so in was college. was your job? No. Uh, <laughs> one of my friends was an AT major, and he's like, hey, we're at the good old University of Mary. Hey, we got to do these tests uh, where you get up really early, and you run on a treadmill for a while, and then we, like, test. Your blood pressure and whatever. I'm like, yeah, fine by me. I'm like, how many days is it? He goes, oh, it's every Tuesday at 5 in the morning for a month. <laughs> I'm like, that's oh, not too bad. Like, Tuesdays, like, I don't have class until, like, 11, so I could go back to bed afterwards, okay? So I uh, uh, agree, okay? I don't know exactly what the test is called, but it requires me to, like, sprint on a treadmill for, like... <laughs> I don't know how much time, and it's, it's not an easy test, but I show up the first day, and they're like, okay, all right, well, we're going to take your blood pressure, and then we're going to take your blood. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I look at my friend, I'm like, you didn't tell me there'd be needles. <laughs> I am so scared of needles. Oh, my goodness. Because a year before, and this was like fresh, a fresh traumatic experience. I, I, we went from fresh. snooze buttons to needles. My fresh <laughs> traumatic experience. My freshman year of college, I had to have a surgery. And as I'm getting ready for surgery, I'm in the pre-op room. This nurse in Bismarck at this hospital, uh, she's a, like a nurse in training, right? And she looks at me and she goes, I'm three for threes with IVs today. I'm like, oh my gosh. In my head, I'm like, she just jinxed herself. She just..." And like, you look at your hands, like, do it if you're with me, exercise. If you're not driving, if you're not driving, look at your hands. There are, uh, like, veins, you know, and they run, like, from, like, wrists to your... Like, they run... Let's just say they don't, they run parallel with your fingers, right? They run parallel with your bones. They don't run perpendicular. Well, nurse whatever <laughs> tried to go perpendicular into my vein.
1: I don't know the science on that.
2: It was not... It didn't work.
1: Mm.
2: Now I have a scar in my hand. It's kind of cool. Um, but... But like fast forward like a year later and I'm like, they're like, well, there's going to be needles. So to add insult to injury, I have to sprint, I have to get up early, I have to sprint a ton, and then I have to face a fear of needles while I'm like breathing heavier than I've breathed in a long time because I haven't done any cardio activity in college except for trying to run to class when I'm late.
1: It's good. It's a good cardio workout.
2: So, yeah, but I, uh, I, I. I don't like getting up early.
1: So how is that suffering redemptive for you? How oh, is that suffering <laughs> redemptive for
2: me? Man.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> Haven't figured it uh, out I'm, yet.
2: I'm still scared of needles. <laughs> like, I'm still terrified of anything that has to poke me or remove. Like, blood should stay in the body. I'm convinced. <laughs> so, like, that's the other thing. I'm
1: terrified uh. of that leaving my body. Uh so I used to be scared of needles, but I um I had a blood disorder when I was a little kid. Oh my goodness. And I had to get my blood drawn twice a week. Mm. So I got over that pretty quick. And now mm-hmm. it's like you could I don't care at all. You could stick like five needles in me and I would just yeah. You're it'd like, be fine.
2: You're like one of those things grandmas have in when they're <laughs> sewing room, you know. <laughs> you don't talk about Oh
1: yeah, the little like where you put the pins. Pillow? What is the is that what it's called? What's it called?
2: I don't know. Fact checker. Fact checker. What is She's ne- not
1: listening to us.
2: What is a thing that you call, would you shove, like, grandmas have it in their sewing rooms, and they have a bunch of needles into, like, a pillow. You know
1: how many people on air, like, listening to this, and they're yelling at us? My grandma would yell at me. (laughs) Well, she wouldn't yell.
2: It's a a tomato? It looks like a tomato, yeah. Pincushion. A pincushion.
1: Pincushion, that's what it's Our independent
2: fact checkers of Real Presence Radio have confirmed it is (laughs) a (laughs) pincushion. So... Okay, well, Sammy, so the snooze button is on your mind this morning. Yes, yeah, snooze button. And this is a really good kind of segue for, like, Lent and stuff. Because Lent is coming up. It's going to be here before we know it. Uh, March 2nd. It's good old Ash Wednesday.
1: A little over a week away.
2: It's Yeah, it's, 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 it's coming. And whether we like it or not, it is going to be there. Uh, so, challenge to all the listeners. Challenge to myself. Challenge to everybody. Uh, what are we going to do for Lent? And... My wife sent me something the other day on Instagram that I found really interesting is that a lot of people give things up for Lent, right? So like popular thing, give up social media, right? Or give up candy or give up your favorite beverage, right? My wife sent me something. She goes, and I've, I've really thought about it a little bit, but this really articulated it well. It's like, if you're going to give something up, find something else that is good for you to replace it with. Because, like, the whole. And maybe you don't. Maybe you have too much going on in your life in the first place, so you don't need to replace it with anything other than just some sort of leisure activity. But, like, if you're going to replace. If you're going to delete social media for Lent, or you're going to not watch TV in the evenings, what are you going to do that's going to draw you closer to Jesus? And that was, like, it really struck me when she sent me that. Because I'm like, I am a pro at, like, giving this up. And then I'm just, like,. I don't have social media, so now what I'm going to do? Like, last month I gave up social media, and I'm an idiot because as soon as I give it up, I download stupid games on my <laughs> phone and play games. That's
1: why you have, to, you have to give up being on your phone. Right, which is like... <laughs> it's okay. I do that, too. Get rid of social media, and then I find myself, like, cleaning out my email. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is sad.
2: I'm like... That's what I usually do on airplanes, you know, because, like, I don't have internet on the airplanes. But now I'm like, oh, it's my Lenten and airplane thing. Play stupid games and clean out old pictures. But we'll be – we've got a great show lined up for the rest of the day. We've got about 30 seconds to our next break here. And don't go anywhere, though. We've got a wonderful uh, new book that's coming out written by an O'Gorman graduate from Sioux Falls. He wrote this book called Louise Lent, as we're talking about Lent. Uh, And it's coming out from Ascension Press. And we're excited to share his story with you guys and why he wrote the book and uh, what is going on. So stay tuned to Real Presence Live here. We'll be back in a jiffy.
0: Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live